there has been another slight silence on the podcast because I've been finishing off my transcription. And uh, although it was a little bit difficult, more difficult than I thought, I have now managed to download, or at least to transcribe, and therefore download and save on my local system, transcripts of 300 and, well, 298 of the 304 episodes. The reason why there are six that I haven't done being that they are too long. The OpenAI Whisper package has at the moment a file length limit of 25 megabytes, which is, I think, about half an hour of ordinary speech. And you poor people having to listen to me witter on for so long, I appear to have exceeded that on six occasions. And so I need to... Well, I've already I've worked out what I'm going to do. Originally, I thought I'd do something a bit technological, like downloading an audio editor and halving the length of these files, saving them again. But... In the end, I'm going to adopt the the much simpler strategy of going back into Anchor, where, of course, I still have the original files saved, and simply edit them by putting a splice in the middle and saving them as two components. And then I can export them directly from the Anchor app and put them back in the folder from which Whisper will transcribe them. I have already uh, done this or tried to do it, but it didn't like the fact that I'd, and why would it, just simply hacked the files in half without taking due, paying due attention to whatever it is they need to have at the beginnings and ends in order to be recognisable as in the right format. And of course it didn't like it. That's fair enough. Quite interestingly, these 300 and something files are about 60 hours plus of, uh, of audio. And I now have more or less perfect transcriptions of all of them for about $30, I think, cost me. There was only one that was a bit peculiar, which was... <laughs> which for some reason, and I did it twice and did it the same way, for some reason it's transcribed it and then translated it into Welsh, which I don't understand at all. But it does do it. It does it quite quickly. I mean, there were 300 of them, so you would expect it to take a while, but I just left it running. And apart from a couple of glitches when the server booted me off for some reason. It was too busy perhaps or internet failure problem. They all came out so I've got them stored. So when you've got nothing better to do there are 300 and something text files for you to read which are transcripts of what I've been saying. Uh, in the course of 
registering for the GPT-4 API access, which I haven't yet got. I was asked why I'm interested, and I found myself saying this, and you'll know me well enough by now to know that even though it didn't come as a surprise, I was reminded of what I really believe by hearing myself say it. And what I said was that I think this technology, for all the dangers that it may have associated with it one way or another, for all the social implications that there may be, in reality it promises a revolution in all our lives, but especially in education. Because as I've been discovering in writing these apps, you can ask it the daftest questions, and it doesn't come back with, you are a fool. It doesn't look down its nose at you. Like quite a lot of the pundits who frequent stack exchanges of one sort or another, it just answers. And it's agreeable. If you say thank you, it says you're welcome. It expresses the hope that you will do well with your project and bring it to a conclusion. Oh, well, I mean, you can say, well, it's all just flummery. But then it's all flummery when most human beings do it too. So what are we complaining about? So I do think that this is a sea change. And I really fear, not in a particularly regretful sense, for those who think that education can just carry on as normal, because it quite simply can't. Why would anybody sit in a class asking questions of a teacher and being laughed at, which shouldn't happen? And as I've said before, it was one of the few absolutely golden rules that I had, or unbreakable rules, in my classrooms, which was that people were not allowed to laugh at one another's questions. But of course, it didn't stop them picking on them, picking on one another afterwards, if they were in a particularly bullying mood. But uh, just the ability to ask questions without any fear of any repercussions at all is all on its own enough to change the world. Because the world lives off vindictiveness and vituperation and people who are trying one way or another to work their spleen on other people because they're so unhappy with themselves, because their levels of self-loathing are such that they can't possibly face themselves or their own shortcomings and instead use the shortcomings of others as a way of deflecting and disguising them. And you may think this is cynical, but after a lifetime in education I can assure you that it isn't. And it isn't just the pupils, the teachers do it too. With the pupils, with one another, they can be spiteful, recriminatory, 
patronising. I mean, I can't tell you, really, just how unhappy I have been with some of the attitudes. And I've always done my best. I say always. I've done my best, at least in my latter years, to do something about it, because I am absolutely allergic to bullying. So allergic, in fact, that I'm wondering whether... I might do series nine, when we ever get there, on bullying. Because I think that bullying, now I'm going to give you a taster, I think that bullying isn't what we think it is. I think it's very easy to get distracted by the stereotypical image of the playground bully who goes around hitting people and stealing their lunch packs. This isn't what bullying is. I mean, it is a kind of bullying, of course it is. But there's another kind of bullying which is much more insidious, much more all-pervasive. And it's the bullying that takes place when society as a whole, sometimes our families, sometimes our friends, sometimes the people we're married to, conspire to make us by some means or other, be someone we're not, do things we don't want to do, believe things we don't want to believe. That's bullying. It's bullying when it's political, it's bullying while it's military, it's bullying when it's educational, it's bullying wherever some external authority on any pretext whatsoever, presumes to know or to demand of you something that you, left to your own devices, would reject or not endorse. And I think that the playground bully is a kind of misdirection. Let me remind you, because we haven't mentioned it for couple of hundred episodes, misdirection is where a conjurer, intent on doing a conjuring trick, does something with his other hand to distract your attention so that he can do all the really deceptive trickery with the hand that you're not paying attention to. That's misdirection. It's the basis of my favourite Wittgenstein quotation from paragraph 308 of the Philosophical Investigations about the conjuring trick, where all the really clever stuff has been done right at the beginning. And the thing, when we weren't even paying attention, weren't even paying any attention or taking any notice, and it was if we had been taking notice anyway, something that appeared completely innocent. And you've heard me before on protection rackets, but let me remind you of that as well. A protection racket is the ultimate bullying because it presents itself it presents itself as the solution to a problem of which it is itself the cause. And societies do this too. Leaders do this. 
military and police forces do this. They come along and tell us, we are going to protect you. But the thing that they're going to protect us from is something that probably would be less of a problem but for the fact that they are there. That's not, of course, entirely true. We all, all know that in the face of the likes of Putin and Hitler and many others, we have to defend ourselves. And so we do need these people. We do need somebody who will intervene when the mobs start marching down our street with blood in their minds or on their minds. We do need them, but we don't need them to tell us what we need when we don't need them. And they're all too prone to doing just that. So a protection racket is another kind of bullying and another kind of misdirection because it will point to the potential problems that we might have if we weren't protected in order to sell its services as the means to protect ourselves against them, even though they may either be entirely fictional or the product of the very people offering to protect us against them. And religions are protection rackets in that sense. They first of all convince us in some flavour or other that but for them we're going to be on the wrong side of God and spend our eternity in hell. And having persuaded us that that's true, they then offer themselves as the cure-all that will save us from it. Classic protection racket. And society as a whole can do it, even with something that is ostensibly so beneficial as education, because it can tell children, you should be grateful to us for all the trouble that we are going to, to persuade you to think the way we want you to think. To persuade you to adopt the cultural norms of your society and our tribe, so that you will perpetuate it. Another protection racket. The source of the problem presents itself as the solution to the problem. Another form of bullying. And it happens, you know, it happens in all sorts of walks of life. In schools, people will come along and say, hey, you know those nasty boys over there? Well, you're in trouble if you don't have somebody to protect you because you're so small and insignificant. So why don't you let me look after you? You be in my gang. You be on my side. You play for my team. And together, we'll send that lot packing. It's a lovely line, isn't it? Bullying protection racket. Again. So, to come back. Sorry, I'm on a bit of a... On a bit of a theme but it's something that's been really going through my head this week because it had occurred to me it has occurred to me very powerfully that the model that the chat bots are based upon or certainly the open ai ones are based upon blows that whole approach out of the water you don't need to worry that you're going to be laughed at taken advantage of 
drawn into some nasty cult-like world because you simply ask your questions and it answers them straight. No sneering, no laughing, no humiliation. In fact, it goes out of its way to try to prevent you from being humiliated. You can say, and I do say, well, that was very silly of me. I should have seen that. And it'll say it's an easy mistake to make. Which, of course, it is. And we all make mistakes. And, and there again, you see, there's another dimension to this, which is we all make mistakes and we all need to make mistakes. And we all need to learn from our mistakes and from our failures. Because by making mistakes, we learn quicker and better and more permanently. And so if you get something wrong, you know, you chop the headers off your audio files and then wonder why the poor thing can't read them or transcribe them like an idiot. But it's not idiotic. It's just a mistake. It's just something that somebody who doesn't do this professionally can very easily make. So this chatbot is going to set a new standard and I'm going to call it again a transhuman standard for the way we deal with one another, for the way we behave together, for the way we see one another. And because I believe that bullying and its consequences and the mentalities that are reflected in those who do the bullying is a universal problem, responsible for more human misery than you could imagine, probably responsible for all wars, for all unhappiness, for a lot of depression, and so on and so on. I think that the advent of a chatbot that doesn't bully you, that invites you simply to ask it questions and answers them flat, straight, politely, as clearly as it can, represents, as I said right at the beginning, a change that may well, if it gathers momentum, change the world. Because nobody will listen to the bullies if they can talk to something that is a good deal more benign, benevolent, and indeed enjoyable to spend time with. Which is more than can be said for quite a lot of human beings. <laughs>